in the Pattern Podcast. Make left traffic, clear for the option. Minneapolis departure, Archer 641, Charlie, Charlie, 2000, climbing 3000. Line up and wait, 7 range, for my Alpha. Mark Tower, 172, Romeo Hotel, hold short on the 133, ready to take off. I'm John. I'm Chris. I'm Brad. And I'm Mark. And we are the In the Pattern Podcast. Welcome to the In the Pattern Podcast, episode 86. This is Chris, and we got the whole gang here tonight. How are you guys doing? Hello, hello. Doing awesome. Yeah. From all across the country, we got you guys. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, our uh, first podcast of uh, 2023, it's taken a minute, but uh, we're here. We're back and ready to go. Good to hear your guys' voices again. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we were just talking about uh, um, ForeFlight a minute ago, and, and I just, you know, I just started using it in November. Um when I got the plane and I, you know, what's, you know, what I liked about it is that like, like I, um, we'd be out on a flight and it'd come back. And for whatever reason, it, the, the flight didn't automatically record. Um, it typically does that, but occasionally it didn't or whatever. And, and the, the instructor was able to go, Oh, here you go. Hit a button, send it to whoever. And he'd send it to me and boom, it just show up. So, I've been finding it, uh, finding that, you know, kind of convenient. That's nice that they have that kind of backup ability uh, and the ability to share between instructor, or not just instructor, but anybody, I guess, from, uh, from uh, one account to another, which is kind of nice. Like you could share, I suppose, uh, flight plans and stuff like that. Have you ever done that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the plane takes it too, so I share it to the plane all the time. Oh, yeah, there you go. And you can get just straight up like KML files out of it too, so you can put them into Google Earth and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. The uh, the one thing I found was uh, with my iPhone, I was taking pictures on a couple of flights, especially with Owen, and uh, the camera takes up just enough memory to kill background lapse. And so a couple flights, the track would stop like right toward the end of the flight, and I couldn't figure out why, and it's because I. Had, was taking pictures and forgot to go back to ForeFlight. <laughs> oh, so it had closed out because of RAM? Either or RAM storage. or time, one oh. of the two. And so essentially it just it, the app got killed in the background instead of running because I never went back to it in the foreground. So, um, yeah, something to... But I, I can't fly with my iPad because I have a 12.9 inch and I, I can't. Mm, strap no. that anywhere <laughs> so. I, tr- I tried it once too and uh, no yeah you might as well yeah. be trying to fly with a laptop or something it's no it doesn't work but i probably could just throw it on and just keep it in the back in the bag or something and just have it as a backup recording too because that'll be nice but so far now that i know that that's happened i haven't had any issues since as long as you keep four flight in the, in the foreground for long enough um or keep bringing it back then get the whole flight and it's awesome yeah I need to continue taking some more online classes or watching some more online YouTube videos about how to use it. I'm still trying to learn some of the intricacies of it. I, I, I felt like the one that I was using 
um, on my Android tablet before was just, it felt more intuitive to me. And, and this one, I'm having to search around for things a little bit more. It's just not where I'd expect them to be, but we're getting there. It's, uh, just takes a little bit of time. Um, but, um, I'm enjoying it still. It's, uh, um, deep, I guess. I mean, they're, it, it, they continue, they keep continuing to add stuff to it, which is nice. So they're definitely, uh, working on the development piece of it and, and everything else out there, you know, um, integrates with it really well, I guess, you know, one of the, we have, uh, we have the, like the yoke mount Ram mounts that, that attach to the yoke and, uh, We've got one for the regular regular size iPad, and then one of the other guys has a mini, so we got one for the mini too. And I'm thinking about changing out to the mini. Um, hopefully, I don't. Know, either one of you guys use minis or full size? Uh, yeah, regular. I've got a, I've got a mini four, and it, it is like a perfect kneeboard size. Um, I just wonder wonder about if I'm able to see enough, and if, as long you know, you you can, you totally can, um, especially if you get the right. Um, kneeboard holder i've got one that's pretty flexible i have to figure out which one it is i've got to put away right now but well um, i'm saying we got the yoke mount the ram oh yeah yeah. You, you, yeah you can see everything in there even even with my new semi-blindness having to wear glasses all the time um, <laughs> yeah. no nah, just kidding Been there um right but 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 i can see clearly in the plane actually and it it works well it, it's a good backup to what's going on on the on the glass well, the reason I was wondering is because the the that ram mount like overlaps like the bottom portion of uh, of of some of the gauges and stuff, you know. So I think it'd be nice to consolidate a little bit, get just a little bit smaller. So I was thinking about that'd be a good idea. A buddy of mine uh, has uh, the i the iPad with the with the cellular account, you know, mm-hmm. and and he's got. I forget who it was, if it was T-Mobile or somebody else, but uh, like he he activates that account. It's a separate account from his regular cellular account, and it's just for that iPad. And maybe it's fifteen bucks a month for for an unlimited plan for it. Wow. Yeah, I'll, I'll find out next time and let you guys know because it it was like like it's a no brainer. It was like so cheap. It's cheaper than I could add it to my existing AT and T account. Yeah, there's a special plan for iPads um, that I think AT&T and T-Mobile had special ones mm. where it was like a, a specific cheap one for them. I'll have to check into it because it seemed like a good deal. And and the nice thing about when you get those, they ha- they come with the GPS built in, right? Uh, the Wi-Fi doesn't. You have to – we have a we have the Sentry. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, suction cup to the to the window there, and that's what it attaches to for that um, uh, for the ADSB and the ARs that sort of stuff. But uh, um, if you get the 4G one, then that comes to the GPS, which is kind of nice. Oh, yeah, I yeah. thought about doing the the, the mini, um, just because the, the like yeah, like I said, the 12.9 is just too big. Um, I'm curious about using the mini on the on a f- yoke though, just from the standpoint of I lo- I really want it with a pencil. Yeah, yeah, I'll do um, that. It's the only too. reason I don't steal either my wife's or my son's iPad when I go flying, because uh, <laughs> none of those use the pencil I have. And, oh, uh, 
So I'm like, I keep eyeing that that new iPad mini because it uses the pencil that my iPad Pro uses. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I kind of want to do that. I think it's the last two generations or something. Michelle has one. Yeah. And she loves it. She has the pen pencil for it. Um, and it's that it's the same. It's the second generation pencil. Yeah. And she really likes it. I use the sort of classic 9.8 or whatever inch iPad. Right. Um, and that's my preferred one. But, you yeah. know, whatever works for you. For sure. Do you use it on on a on a knee pad, or you set it to the side, or you have a yoke mount? How are you doing? I it? suction cup it to the windshield. Okay, um, off to the left there. No, above the panel. Uh, in oh, the middle. okay. Oh, so on on the main windshield. Yeah. And so it like has some sort of arm or something that comes down to where it's more yeah. in front of you than way up there, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's got a little four inch or three inch arm that you can swing it around and it's got you on either end and it makes it it's it works out pretty well the only complicating factor is the edge of the ipad is magnetic and the wet compass Mm. is there Um, (laughs) well you're not using that too much anyways if if i need the yeah i mean these are all planes that have g5s in them at this point or or some other remote uh compass but if if that all failed i could pull the ipad down and i'd have a functioning wet compass again yeah yeah might be just a little bit of a little bit of emf there a little bit of interference do you you actually see it like wobble at all because of it when you like set it it up there it swings to one head (laughs) and just stays there for the entire flight it doesn't it doesn't oh really because it thinks the ipad is north or south north now (laughs) yeah all right yeah that's great uh well, cool. Well, uh, we've uh, some of us done a little bit of flying, some of us did a little bit more, and some of us did none. So we'll uh, we'll get into that here a little bit shortly. How was everybody's uh, Christmas and New Year's? Anything eventful going on? Uh, well, I flew down to uh, to Arkansas to visit folks, and then uh, we flew on uh, with a seventy knot tailwind in the Warrior, um, <laughs> which. So, That's which helpful. Is a, a little bit of a tale, yeah. So the the warrior had a new engine put in, and Michelle really wants to fly it, but you, there's a 50 hour break in period, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "Well, we're we're going, and it'll be a little bit cheaper, but a little bit longer than flying the uh, cheaper per hour, but longer time than flying any of the other planes in the in the fleet." But we could take it, and uh, and so we did. So no autopilot. Um, but a 70 knot push on the way down. Wow. Um, what altitude were you at? We were at 9,500, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just one of the days where the bitter, bitter cold was coming and we were pushing away from it. Well, relatively away from it. I think it was 16 Fahrenheit when we arrived in, in Arkansas, um, <laughs> which down there, that's cold. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Where we're from, we're like, oh, that's that's a nice day. Uh, yeah. but, but down there, they're, they were they were kind of cranky about it. And um, <laughs> Well, it's also, uh, um, well, I was going to say it's probably kind of uh, wet and humid along with that temperature, but I don't know. No, it was very, very dry. I mean, oh, was it was it? You know, well below freezing, so there wasn't any, any wet anywhere. Oh, okay. Um, and... Uh, it, it was it was bitter cold and bitter dry air. Um, 
but it, it warmed up a little bit. And by the time we were leaving, it was, it was pretty warm. And Michelle actually took the second leg in the left seat and flew us down to New Orleans. Um, and so between Christmas and New Year's, we, we went down there for a few days and got to fly over the, the class Bravo airport and, uh, landed at Lakefront. Um, and she was very, very on cloud nine about that. <laughs> I mean, she just thought that that was so fantastic. They took us right over an A320 that was departing, um, uh, underneath and, uh, she was just having a blast with that, um, and did a great landing, uh, at Lakefront, you know, in the airport she's obviously never been to. Um, after that, we, awesome. we stayed for a few days, we departed and I hand flew three and a half hours in IMC um, with no, with no autopilot and moderate turbulence. Ugh. And that, that was a lot of work <laughs> and, uh, shot a for real approach, um, at a little spot in Southwest Southeastern, um, Missouri and, uh, you know, got fuel, got food and took off IFR again for Chicago. But then we were able to get on top. Um, and again, it was a 70 knot tailwind and going, so home? going, going home both ways. It's not how fair. Do, who do you know? <laughs> wow. How, how do you do that? So, so we're flying in and we're shooting the approach into, into Midway and, um, they put us on a, on a kind of a funky approach, um, so that we would avoid any wake turbulence. It kept us well South of the, of the final approach course until you get like really close to the airport and on the downwind, as we're flying out kind of over the lake, um, you know, we're doing 150 knots across the ground and the, the track in four flight is hilarious. Cause it's like, there we are in our little warrior honking along at 150 knots. And then we turn sort of the, the very extended base um, and our speed drops to like a hundred knots and you know, okay, that's fine. And then we turn final and the speed drops to 70 knots and they're like, keep your speed up. And I'm like, this is, this is it. Like this is so awesome. <laughs> open throttle. Your full beans on final. Full metal rich. Everything's everything's on, and you know I shoot the approach and we break out and now I'm getting close to the runway and I've got to configure for landing, and so you know pull the power to 1500, pull the flaps in, and now my ground speed is like 45. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just puttering along. Yeah. Slowly making my approach in. And, um, uh, you know, after that, it was, it was a, a fairly big crosswind. I think it was probably a 15 knot crosswind component. Um, but, but it was fine. It wasn't bumpy or anything. It was, it was pretty steady. Um, then we just had to, we stayed for a couple of days visiting, uh, some of Michelle's family there. And we, uh, we left a few days later, New Year's Eve, um, had to scrape ice off of the plane and, and get it preheated. <laughs> um, I will say they did not charge us for the preheat, which I was absolutely expecting to pay like $2,000 for. Um, <laughs> oh, geez. And, but they, they plugged it in and the preheater did its job and we scraped all the, the frost off of the wings um, while, it, while it warmed up and uh, got in and and had an uneventful journey home. 
Uh, it was nice. it was nice. Yeah, it was a it was an interesting use of a Piper Warrior, but it worked out fine. <laughs> uh, definitely getting that engine broken in. Yeah, the, it's got its fifty place. hours on it now, so it's anybody nice. can fly it. And Michelle's well, just bitter because the weather is never good enough to fly. <laughs> uh, I, I was just going to ask. So, so how is she? Where is she at in in her flying or training? She's kind of in that final stretch. So she's got she's got to do her solo cross countries. Um, she needs to get one more hour of instrument time uh, to get her five. And then she's just got to practice the maneuvers, shorts and softs and slips and Mm -hmm. descents, you know, and just get, get all of that ready to go. Um, And then she's done. Uh, She can take the check ride. So hopefully as the weather, you know, eventually improves, we still have 25, 30 inches of snow on the ground. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Delightful. It keeps the bugs down. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, so as as that melts off and the the moisture goes away and the we'll have less clouds and the flying gets a lot nicer. Yeah, spring. Uh, hello, come on, let's go. Yeah, Here we are. Can, it's a uh, you can plant after Mother's Day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that for you guys, but uh, yeah, we we I mean we we we've gotten our fair share of. Uh, of rain down here and, and up north, you know, Flagstaff has had a record year of snow. They're they're sitting on um, hundred and some inches of snow um, around the, the 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 mountain, anyways, uh, for skiing. No, that beats us, but not by much. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, but down here we've got you know we get the rain portion of it and the mountains are just so green and beautiful with the flowers and and just you know poppies all over the place just it's gorgeous. Unfortunately, uh, come end of July, July and August and stuff, it's just going to be a tinderbox for you know it's just going to be all dry and brown and gross looking and we'll get our our forest fires going and stuff like that so not looking forward to to that cuz all all that uh, all that beautiful green just turns into fuel for the forest fires later on oof yeah it's suckage for later but it's we'll enjoy it while we can for now so how about you John did you get any flying done before the end of the year yeah, um, I think I did two flights before the end of the year. Um, I got to take Owen up for his second flight. Um, and nice. I did, I think, a solo one, too. I think I did the solo one first, where I just did some pattern work just to keep currency. Um, and so that was like 0.8 of an hour, just kind of doing pattern works, trying to you know, get used to the plane again. Um, Build that muscle memory. Yeah. I'm definitely getting more comfortable landing the RV 12. (laughs) Um, I'm not as like nervous about it anymore as I was before. Um, And I think that flight I made, uh, I guess, depending on what way you come in, there is a taxiway that you can, you can bail off on. Um, That's a little, you know, quicker instead of going all the way down again, end of the runway. I think it's like, maybe two thirds down or something like that. And I actually made that every time, um, which is, which is new for me. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, every landing, I basically made that first taxiway, which is a first because generally it was like I'd get down and I'd be down before that taxiway, but I was not comfortable enough getting on the brakes and slowing it down with the um, castering nose wheel and everything. Mm hmm. And just how light it is, because it's just like once you're on the ground, it wants to go every which way. And if you, <laughs> you know, slightly go to the right, then it's like all of a sudden you feel like you're going to go in the ditch, you know. <laughs> so um, I was a lot more comfortable after that flight kind of, you know, being able to deal with it at higher speeds and then slow it down and get off and everything. So um, that's been that's been good. Um, definitely feeling a lot more comfortable. The second flight was with... Um, Owen, we went out and did a, um, we were debating on going out to the, um, to the ocean and doing what we we're going to try to do the last time we had to cancel. Um, but ended up just kind of like taking off that direction and going out as far as we could just going East. Is there some and like Bay tour type I, areas or something that's like designated? No, not necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily, because the eastern shore is all just flat and everything, and you can kind of just go wherever you want. Okay. Um, the bay itself has so much airspace in the Sifra and everything else that there's not a whole lot to do, and it's just looking at barges and stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's cool, but, like, it's mostly, like, you can see Baltimore and everything. Um, but going east, you know, we were trying to go out so we could actually at least maybe see the ocean, you know, from there, going out towards, like, Rehoboth. Um, and you know stuff basically over delaware um so we just went out that way and um we did like an hour and some um he i mean he was having fun with it but he was a little more nervous this time Hmm. and it was whenever i turned which direction was it turn right i forget to where he's fallen down (laughs) i i might have been yeah um, one of the directions he didn't like. <laughs> yeah, probably like towards his door. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was that way or if it was the other way where he's above me. So it's like trying oh. to pull him down the other side. Mm. I can't remember. But yeah, he was he was a little nervous about that. But I mean, he did have fun. He did enjoy it. Um, you know, he was excited to go. And it was a beautiful day. It was um, just like completely blue skies and everything. Um, the wind was great. Uh, I think I only I ended up only doing one landing, I think, on that one because we just went out and came back and then, you know, called it a day. Um, but it was great. I think he had, I want to say he brought some stuffy with him too. Yeah. <laughs> he had a little dinosaur he brought with him. Um, we didn't quite get it to use it as a zero G indicator, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe next time. Oh, are we going to put him through that? Yeah. No, that's when um, you get to see lunch. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, he didn't fly as much as he did the time before, but he did a little bit. Um, so, I mean, it was great. It's great. I'm, I'm glad that he, you know, enjoys it and we were able to get up and get some time in. So, um, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. And he's he's going to be wanting to take the controls more and more. I can tell. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> so is he over the helicopter kick yet or no? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was this summer. I don't think I haven't heard too much about that lately. So, yeah, let, thankfully, we, let's not bring it up. <laughs> yeah, no, um, <laughs> too expensive. Stay away. I, I know. I keep trying to tell him, uh, get him in on uh, some biplanes or something like that. Mm. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, 
I'm gonna, I might try to get him out to that air show actually, and and coming up. I'm assuming they're going to do it back in the spring again, but I should look it up at Andrews because um, we've done that the past couple of years. So, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, be cool. But yeah, that's uh, I did those two before the end of the year. I did one since, which was just another pattern flight. Um, getting currency, doing some laps. Awesome. Um, that one was interesting though, because the wind started kicking up toward the end and it was getting a little gusty. Um, so I definitely had to work for it on final. But the last lap I did, there was a, a guy in the other RV12 had come back and he was doing some commercial like practice maneuvers. I think he was doing a, I think he was doing power off 180s. And um, those are so fun. Yeah. So <clears throat> on the last. On the last lap around, there was a helicopter that was coming in. And I didn't hear what the call sign was. But um, they were coming in. And they were going to fly over the field. And so, it, it seems now that they were going to Andrews. But basically, I was like, okay, you know, helicopter, whatever. They come around all the time. And then I I heard him do another call out. Because I, I immediately called out where I was when I first heard them come in. Just let them know I was there. And... um I'm like, you know, I'm 1200 or whatever. I'm in the pattern. I'm here. And they're like, yeah, we're at like 15, 1600 or something like that. So they weren't that far ahead above me, but I wasn't expecting them to be where they were. And then all of a sudden I just look and they were right there. And it was one of the like, look like Marine one, <laughs> um, mm. which I know it wasn't because I know the call sign wasn't Marine nice. one and it was only one of them, but it was definitely one of those <laughs> helicopters um, and way closer than I was expecting. Um, just because they're big. He was just saying hi. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so I got I got down and the other guy was in there um, from the other RV12 and he was just doing stuff. He's like, hey, were you just up there? He's like, did you see that helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was right where I was. Because I mean, we basically were right in the same spot, just, you know, a couple hundred feet away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was one, but apparently that they do that all the time because we're right. Um, we're one of the fixes for Andrews, I think, as they're coming over. So they just basically fly over the field all the time and then go across the bay and then go into to DC. Oh, so. did they did they fly uh, over the airfield's um, top altitude or whatever for controlled altitude, <laughs> controlled airspace? Or are they? Uh, or are a, they or are it's they an uncontrolled field. So well. Okay. They just, yeah. Um, And I think the helicopters tend to, tend to want to be at around 1500. Those at least. Okay. So So, they're, they're 500 over what you would consider pattern altitude for yourself. No, we're our patterns (laughs) 12. (laughs) Oh, I'm, I'm thinking AGL, but you're saying, yeah. Okay. No, well, no, we're, we're, they're the same. Um, Where well, I, I am. Was, I was figured you were <laughs> yeah. at sea level, but I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, because of it. the noise abatement, because of the noise abatement stuff, they put the pattern at twelve hundred. Oh, okay. Give it a. And I think the field's at like twenty five feet or twenty feet or something. I might mm-hmm. not even do that. It might be like ten. <laughs> gotcha. Um. So that's why I was like, I it was the second call that I heard the altitude, and I was like, wait a minute, and then I found him, and that's when I was like, you're close. <laughs> but. He's he's got a lot more visibility and and things in that plane than I do. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to be under his rotor wash. That's for sure. Uh, so, so John, though, given the choice between a military aircraft that could come up on you 
on your wing. I'd, I'd rather have that than an F-16 or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have to flip the, the knee board and find the, uh, you know, intercept procedures or anything. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, which around here, that's the thing, right? Like gotta have the, gotta have those procedures available. Cause you never know when you're going to accidentally have something go weird oh, with the SFRA. What could go wrong? Oh yeah. At least What's you weren't a balloon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll let you keep going then. <laughs> I'm, uh, no, I was flying slow enough on final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh, helicopter could actually uh, stay with you. The F-16, not so much. He can just yeah. lapse around you. <laughs> yeah. So that was my flying. I got some flights in. Um, I'm, I was thinking about going up again, but we're we're going to California next week. So I think it's going to be while I'm in California, I'm going to plan out and uh, schedule my next one. So I think I got nice. to the end of April or something. So I got plenty of time. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, since uh, the last time we talked, um, I've had... I've had quite a few flights in, but um, I was still I was still kind of just like getting my hours knocked out for insurance purposes so I could solo uh, the Arrow. And uh, at that time, last time we talked, I think I only had maybe four and a half hours in it at that point. So since then, I uh, I've did quite a bit of flying, uh, but uh, I got uh, got all my hours finished up with uh, the instructor. Um, the insurance wanted uh, ten hours of dual and five hours of solo, which is just kind of a a, a weird request, in my opinion. You know, um, they want you to go fly ten hours with the instructor and then go five hours by yourself before we will. Uh, insure insure you with a passenger, I guess, right? Right. So, is what it is. So I I got my ten hours in and stuff. I I took uh, my uh, our instructor Clay, who's one of the owners. Um, um, I I did uh did a Bravo transition with him and did did what I call the the uh Valley tour. We went over and did touch and goes out of you know went across went took off out of Deer Valley and and transitioned the Phoenix Bravo and then did touch and goes over at Chandler and then Williams gateway, Falconfield, Scottsdale back to deer Valley. Um, and, and that, that got me six. And then probably did a couple more touch and goes back at deer Valley. Once we were back there and that was a couple hours and, and six landings, which was good. Then I did, uh, um, did some hood time in the plane. And here, here's the thing. It's got, you know, it's got the two G fives in it and I'm, and I haven't been under the hood in quite a long time, but I, I put the foggles on and trying to get my scan down and everything. And we get back to deer Valley, um, do some touch and goes and land and stuff. And, and I'm thinking after it's all said and done, you know, uh, if all, if I was smart, I'd just stare at the G5 that's sitting there because it literally has all that information right there. Why am I going all the way across all, you know, doing the whole scan of the six pack? Uh, the G5 has all that information sitting right there. Have it. Uh, yeah, totally have it, right? Um, of course, you know, for um, um, regulation's sake, uh, it's not a primary instrument. It's a secondary to the other ones that are there, but, uh, it literally does have all that information there, which would have made 
um, that procedure a little bit easier, I suppose, if uh, you didn't have to do a whole scan. You could just kind of scan within a three-inch square. <laughs> yeah, and another thing that it does is if you have a course laid in on the, the little mini HSI tape at the top of the G5, mm-hmm. there'll be a little pink uh, triangle and a little pink dot, and the triangle is your desired track, and the dot is your actual track. And oh, okay. if you put those line those up, you will you will parallel your track. And if you center the HSI needle, you'll be on your track going in the right direction. You'll so be, that'll you'll take be, care of like your your drift, your wind drift, and yep. stuff like that, right? It, it does all the math for you. And so That's all you nice. have to do is line those two dots up. It's like, oh, the little dot went to the left. I will turn left <laughs> and until it centers again. And you don't have to worry about overshooting the the course needle course deviation indicator and all of that nonsense. It's, it's delightful. Nice. Did I mention I flew three and a half hours in action? <laughs> <laughs> did you get some practice in? Did you? Oh. Uh, dude, I would have been sweating bullets. Uh, it would have been nerve wracking. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah. And, uh, and I, I still haven't started my instrument training. I totally expected I would have by now and I haven't done it. It's just all on me. I just been, you know, having fun with the plane and going to do my normal little things and taking friends up and stuff like that. So, uh, but, uh, I, the plan is before, you know, I, I still would like to get my instrument done before Osh. I, that's kind of a lofty goal. I know, um, at, uh, what, three and a half months away. Um, that's a whole lot of flying to get done by that's, then. That's, I mean, 40 hours and uh, yeah. or however much you need, you know, minus yeah. the five you did for your private and however much you did to get checked out. But still, yeah, that's a, that's a lot. That's it's kind of a big commitment. So maybe I'll have at least most of it done and, and I do plan on flying it to Osh. So, um, you know, depending on where I am, maybe I can even use uh, some of my Osh trip for uh, my hours too. I don't know. Yeah, and if you've got a a, a safety pilot, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm know, not doing those, it solo for sure. Those those hours can count even if you're VMC. Yeah, um, and you can fly an IMC as long as your safety pilot pilot is current. And it's also yeah, instrument rated, right? Right, instrument rated and current. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of the plan there for that. So we'll see how that goes. I need to get started on it real quick, but I really need to get hit the books and get that going too. Yeah, that's that's the hardest part about the instrument. The knowledge test is not fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I don't want to foul that up. I I just I I need to get on it. I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to use the Gold Seal um, program. It's um, uh, it's an online thing, um, Gold Seal. I, th- I know you guys have heard of it, um, but uh, the nice thing is that the ins- your instructor has access to your learning as you're going and stuff. And if like, hey, I have a question about this, you can shoot it over to him, and he can you know interact with you and whatnot. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I've never I've never used it, but I think it's like it might be like 200 bucks or something for the program. So, but it's more than just more than just a book and 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 text. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of interactive and videos and stuff like that that goes along with it. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, 
so back to uh december um yeah just 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 more more flying with uh clay or instructor trying to get knock out those hours um i think uh, i think december 22nd was my last flight with uh with clay to get my uh 10 hours and then uh then i started doing my solo time and stuff and and one time i just flew up to flagstaff uh for the sake that they had cheaper fuel and just to get fuel and uh, put hours on the plane um, fuel up at flag that day was for whatever reason, like $4 and 80 cents a gallon. And it was $6 and 20 cents a gallon back at, at deer Valley. So it was uh well worth the, uh, the, the flight up and back just to get the cheaper fuel. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the cool thing at, at Flagstaff, it's kind of interesting at the end of the, um, uh, at the end of the taxiway, before you, you you enter the runway, there's a uh, a uh, a digital sign that tells you what the current density altitude is up there, and it was showing eight thousand. And I was and I was like, well, I don't really care about that too much. I uh, the turbo don't care about it. Let's go, you know. And and this was it was one of those things where I I've had a flashback to my very first flight as a newly minted pilot and i had my daughter with me and my friend and i flew up to flagstaff and i've told you the guys the story before but i go to take off and i'm just not making the power that i thought i should and i rejected the takeoff and exited and got back onto the taxiway and tower asked me if i if i had a pro needed any help or whatever i go no i just need to sort something out real quick i wasn't making full power and i was like oh damn it you know 7,000 some odd feet um, is the altitude at the airport. And I don't know what density altitude was at that time. So did a full power run up and leaned it for best power. But uh, the beauty of the turbo, man, don't have to worry about that too much. Still, still leaned it back quite a bit because you're at 8,000 feet uh, uh, density altitude. So I don't need, don't need all that fuel, but uh, definitely don't have to worry about it too much with the, uh, with the turbo, which is nice. So is that a, it's not turbo normalized, right? Does it have a fixed wastegate or a manual wastegate or how does that, how it, does that one work? It's got a Merlin wastegate on it. Okay. Um, and uh, so it's not, it, you don't control it. It's, it's, it's controlled by the, by the throttle and, and I guess by the, uh, um, well, I, don't, I know there's not a I know there's not a knob for it, but I'm I, there's not really a computer either. But uh, it's a mechanical linkage. Yeah. It, okay. It it knows it knows based on boost pressure and stuff uh, how much to use. I think uh, the the uh, the it's the same exact engine that's in Franz's Mooney and the same thing that's in like a Seneca twin right. and stuff like that, right? The six IO three sixty. Yeah, the TSIO three sixty um, and. Uh, Man, you, you can be at ten thousand feet and still throw up throw up forty inches of manifold pressure, which is crazy. Um, so, why would the mixture change if you've got the same pressure? Yeah, it's uh, I well, you know, just like when you when you climb, you lean, you know. In a normally aspirated, sure, because there's less air going in. But if you've got the same amount of air going in, why would you lean? Well, because you can still be too rich, right? Um, there, otherwise, I guess, otherwise, do you maintain a constant uh, man, input manifold, intake manifold pressure on the way up, or do you, or does it so, fall off? 
All right. So what? So when I when I take off, uh, it'll overboost at 41 inches. So we tend right. tend to be at around 33 inches around takeoff. Okay. And then I'm I'm climbing out at around 33 inches, and the higher you go, the more the the inches start falling off, right? And so you're kind of paying attention to that. Trying if you to open the throttle, does it? Or if you advance the throttle lever, does it go up? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So and it's not linear it. at all. Like you barely move this thing and it just starts climbing. So you got to be really, really slow and deliberate on the throttle. Okay. So you could, if you kept the pressure constant yourself, basically like you turbo normalized it by hand, um, you wouldn't have to lean it at all, right? It, it would maintain that same pressure. Yeah. But right. you'd be burning more gas and you'd need to, then you should be burning, right? Well, the mixture would be the same, right? So the the idea is if if I keep the if I keep the pressure the same, the mixture would be the same as it was wherever. I mean, I wouldn't run it full rich, but I wouldn't have to keep leaning it out as I went up because I would be maintaining the same amount of air going in. So I would want the same amount of fuel going in. I don't think I I think I hear what you're saying, but but uh, but it does have but it does have a mixture throttle just like a non a non turbo airplane does and as you climb and the air gets thinner up there but you're like well hey but air may be Advanced thinner throttle. but yeah. you've got a turbo right yeah. and and your turbo is maintaining sea level pressure for you all the way up to eighteen thousand feet or whatever whatever it is fifteen thousand I forget is, yeah yeah I forget what it is for for that particular engine but um, I know the I know the um, um, service ceiling on it's like 20,000 feet and I think it'll maintain, um, sea level up to it's, it's way in the teens, 16 or 18,000 feet, something like that. Okay. So if you just, if you manually advance the throttle and maintain the pressure, yeah, you wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to change the mixture setting at all. Other than I'd be wasting a lot of fuel cause it's still, it's still, it's still rich. Right. And, and when I lean it, Right. You, when I when I lean that, uh, you, your gallons per hour goes down, cylinders warm up, that sort of thing. Right. And, right. and if you want to cool it down, you can add more mixture manually. So yeah, but, un- unlike a fuel injected airplane. Or no, I'm sorry, not no. a fuel injected because this is fuel injected. I was thinking of something else that I was just thinking of carb heat, I think, on in my head. But um, um other airplane, well, like the Cirrus, for example, it has one lever, right? And it deals with the mixture and the throttle, manifold yep. pressure, all with one lever. It's all doing it automatically. Oh, not the mixture. Oh, you're right. It does have a separate one, just, doesn't it? Yeah, it just does it doesn't prop. have a throttle. It doesn't have a it, prop. It, it, the, the prop control is tied into the throttle. That's right. But uh, so as I'm as so we climb out. We climb out at like 33 inches of manifold pressure, and pretty much we stay around 33 as much as possible, even on even once we level out. So if I'm at like 10,000 feet, 33 inches of manifold pressure, 2,400 RPM, um, and then I, I lean it back, I, I lean the, lean the throttle back or the mixture back, and uh, I should be burning around nine 9.2 gallons per hour, and okay. that put that puts me right about 65% power. Ah, okay, cool. And we have one of those EDM eight thirties, eight forties. Yeah, I forget which one, which model is off the top of my head, but um, and it's got the Lena Peak feature and stuff. But we have it kind of all dialed in, like on paper, we know exactly based on altitude and uh, 
and um, uh, throttle and, and uh, um, where you want to set it. Yeah, throttle and, and prop settings and stuff where where we need to be to be wherever 65, 75% power. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 nice that it's it's pretty efficient up there. I mean, I'm I'm guessing when it comes time for the Oshkosh flight, I've I've practiced flight plan this thing like ten times already, right? Um, I I'm I'm thinking that my my uh, fuel stop. It's going to be somewhere around Kansas. Um, That's about right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's just going to be two of us in the plane and our luggage. So, and your bladders. Super, yeah. That that that'll be the deciding factor. <laughs> <laughs> those are those get to be uh, long legs. Don't drink mm-hmm. a lot of coffee. Yeah. 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 I remember our, our flight when when me and Franz did it, and I think he had to pee twice before we made it to Kansas. So. <laughs> Luckily, I lucked out. I was, I was, I was like, going, oh, no, I'm going to try not to, and we managed uh, managed to make it all the way there with no 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 bladder uh, incidents from me. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, since then, uh, since the end of the year, I've I've you know I think I've had three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten flights in the plane, um, and just to uh, just to uh, cover a couple of them, I, I took a buddy of mine over to uh, the. Well, I took uh, I took Keith. Yeah, I took Keith over to uh, the Coolidge Pancake Breakfast fly-in um, in February, and it was busy, man. There was I had to, I had to taxi around for ten minutes just to find a parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> so so that was cool yeah it was a busy day it's uh weather's been pretty nice uh for the most part and and uh there was probably you know close to 100 people show up so that was pretty awesome um i flew over flew over the uh the cardinal stadium uh the week of the super bowl and took some pictures of uh of that before the super bowl and was checking out the what the stadium and and the surrounding areas was looking like for that that was pretty cool. Um, nice. What else? Um, you know, for me, the um, the whole establishing a the descent profile that you want in for landing your landing profile, you know, is is this is the inconsistency for me. Um, Sometimes uh, you, you, you turn base to final and man, you're on the money from the time you make that turn to by time you put your wheels down. Right. And other times I'm just chasing either my pitch attitude or my speed or whatever it is. Um, maybe it's the wind dealing with me at the same time, but uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing that I'm, I'm still kind of working on more than anything is, is getting that dialed in, getting that feeling, that muscle memory, you know? Yeah, it comes and, you know, you throw the gear out and it messes everything up and then you throw the flaps <laughs> in and it messes everything up again. And yeah, it just takes a little practice. Heck yeah. Um, we, uh, I did, I did finally get to, to take my wife up and, uh, and my granddaughter, Grace, who's four. She's and, four uh, already? Oh my gosh. Yeah. My oldest granddaughter's four. My youngest one is two. And, uh, we got, we got another one on the way. <laughs> So, yeah, 
it's uh, awesome. And and Grace is just pumped about it. You know, I I took her to the air, to to the uh, hangar and and let her get inside the aircraft and and uh, sit in the pilot seat and play with the the, the the yoke and stuff like that. You know, and she loved it. And we've taken her to the airport before and just like watched planes come and go. So we're, I'm kind of getting her hooked at a at a young age. And so we asked her if she wanted to go flying and she was like, yeah. So we got her down there and uh, got a booster seat put in the plane and, and um, got her all strapped in her headset on. And, and uh, she like yells or screams a little bit as soon as we like departed the ground. Right. And I was like, Oh no, no. And I'm looking straight ahead and I'm like, Michelle, is she okay? And she was just grinning from ear to ear with her head, with her head out the window and stuff. And, and she was pumped. We flew up to uh, Payson um, to get lunch and she was just talking to us on the headset and looking out the window and look at the clouds and the mountains. And yeah, she was pumped. And then, uh, we got we got to we got to Payson and there was a little bit of snow on the ground so she played a little bit in the snow and then we uh, we went inside and had lunch and she was just looking out the we had a we had a window seat and she was just looking out the window watching all the planes you know departing and, and landing and stuff so she was having a ball so I'm really pumped and since then she's asked if she can go at least a half a dozen more times so I've got one hooked for sure we'll see how the other one does when the time comes but she's only two so a little bit longer to go for that one. That's um, it. yeah, I can't, I, I, I can't wait. Um, and Michelle really liked it too. Uh, that was the first time in the plane for her also. And, and she thought it was really cool. You know what the thing, the thing that I, that, uh, I'm really enjoying that I, I didn't know I'd enjoy so much is the stinking autopilot. Um, yeah. <laughs> put in like take off out of deer Valley. And before I've taken off, you know, I've got, I've got pacing, in the GPS, I put I, I select an altitude of of uh, 9,500 feet and uh, um, climbing at uh, 500 feet per minute. And uh, Deer Valley releases me to make my turn to the north. I hit the button and boom, the plane just turns and climbs and goes by itself. And all I do is 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 manage the throttle and prop and mixture. And uh, yeah, that's been a beauty. Love it. You get spoiled. Yeah. Looking forward to learning it a little bit more too. But uh, you know, we just had we got the five thirty and the four thirty in there, and we just if you if you heard recently about Garmin, they're they're done with those. Um, they're no yeah. longer really going to be supporting them for much longer. So it's it's a parts issue problem, I think, for the most part. And and what those things are the Almost better part of twenty years old. Yeah, I was going to say twenty five years old. 30, yeah, yeah, I think it was 97. So wow. yeah, tw- more than 25 years old. Yeah. And it's time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've got a couple of them left and we've been putting in what is, I can't remember the model number, but it's not the full 650. It's the one that's like a 650 minus the VOR. Oh, okay. So you can save like $8,000, I think literally <sighs> putting in the VOR receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh so you get gps and com uh and they're they're pretty nice uh they're they're easy to work with you know they've got bluetooth so they'll sync up to your ipad and push and pull your flight plan and okay um 
it's and they give the ahars to four flight um so it's got your your you know attitude and heading and everything that way uh it's a pretty good it's a pretty good setup but you know <laughs> if for the low low price of twenty thousand dollars plus installation oh yeah yeah, so we're going to probably have a sit-down discussion at some point coming up. I mean, it's not like they're going to they're useless or anything. They're still going to work just fine, but the problem is if and when they are ever they going to continue the database updates? I thought that was the deal. Yeah. Yeah, that I don't think that's a problem. I think it's I think it's repair issues and stuff oh, like that. Oh, they're just going to stop with parts, yeah. Yeah. So, but um but before they become like nearly worthless, we'll probably do some sort of update and change to the panel. Um, so we'll see how that goes. It sounds like an expensive endeavor for sure. Oh, avionics are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, they put in that uh, GFC 500 autopilot that was in there before I got the plane. So, and they said that was $25,000 or something like that. 20, 25,000. Yeah. Probably with the install, it's probably, mm-hmm. Uh, about that because i think it's i think it's 12 or 13 for the unit and and ours ours has the um um the yaw dampener so it's got the got the rudder also no more right rudder (laughs) so that's that's uh that's pretty nice there's no there's no way to way to turn it off or whatever like you turn off you know you know like um on some planes they like turn the yaw dampener on or off during flight Mm-hmm. For for whatever you know, I don't think there there's not a thing for that. So is the breaker, right? What's that? <laughs> so the is what? the breaker. Oh, the breaker. Yeah, that'll do it. Well, the the, the autopilot had a had a memo come out with uh, for it not too long ago, and we had to take it in to get a uh, firmware update because of runaway trim. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you they you had to breaker them off. Yeah, like zip tie breaker them off for a while. Um, because of that issue. So we had to take it over to Chandler and, and have them do the firmware update to it to take care of that problem. Yeah. We didn't want to, uh, 737 max ourselves. So no. <laughs> and I, I haven't yet to fly with one of the attitude based autopilots. All of ours are rate based and mm. it just sounds delightful. I have to <laughs> say, like I've, I'm envious that those GFC 500s and GFC 700s look, amazing you know what's interesting is that so you got your magenta line on your gps you 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 turn on the autopilot tell it to uh go to nav mode and okay it's going to go chase that magenta line right and it'll swing way past it not way past it it'll pass it and then s turn back and then and then grab it so Um, so instead of just kind of like slowly sneak up onto it and unless you do gps steering yeah Oh, okay. If you do GPS steering, then it it just comes up to it like cruise control in your car. I mean, it okay. just it sneaks up on it and it slowly gets onto it, and then it just stops exactly where you want it to. Okay. Um, yeah, the first time I did that, and I used, it, I'm like going, man, this thing's missing it by a mile, and it's like, nope, I'm I'm coming back here. Hold on, give me a minute. <laughs> yeah, nav mode, it does that because it doesn't know where. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't have any ability to center. But if you use GPS steering, okay, um, it it's a different mode on the um, on the four thirty. Um, but you can tell it to to use that mode instead. Um, okay, and it's 
absolutely delightful. It, if you're flying a flight plan and you've got a turn, um, you know, you've got a, you're flying to a fix and then you've got a turn to another, to another heading, it will anticipate the turn and turn ahead of it so that you, you wind up right on the, on the new course on the new heading. Otherwise it would fly all the way to the waypoint and then start the turn and then have oh. to come back to it. Okay. Um, and there are a few waypoints where you have to do that. Um, you have to overfly the waypoint. You can't cut the corner, but it, the default mode is it will cut the corner a little bit and it's amazing to watch. Um, it's really, really nice because it's just better than you. So the, the, that's the, in the 530 and the 430, somewhere in the nav settings is for that GPS steering you're saying? It's So I don't know where it would be for the GFC 500. It's pro, actually, I know, I actually, I take it back. I do know. It's in the G5. The, the G5 oh. HSI yeah. has a GPS steering mode if you hit the, if okay. you push the, the button. The button and, um, okay. And you twist the dial, and it'll be GPSs. Yeah, yeah. I'll look for um, that next time. Enable that, and it'll do. It'll work the way you want it to work. Okay. Good tip. I will check that out. Yeah, and then spend a lot of time reading your autopilot manual, especially before you take your instrument ride, because they will abuse you. <laughs> hey, you got to know all. You got to know all the uh, hardware that's in your plane, right? Okay. I, I mean, I took. It. I took the warrior for my instrument ride because it had no autopilot, no, <laughs> no G- GPS at all. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you've got a, I had an NDB that was, that we placarded in op. <laughs> so you're down to two VORs. And I that had was two it. VORs and that was it. <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get these people with their G 1000s out there and stuff with uh, every whiz bang feature. I mean, I can't imagine what the oral, part of the exam would be for the G1000 because it's just like the thing does everything. Right. Um, and you're supposed to know it all. Yeah. Well, there's only so much time, right? So, uh, um, oh, hey, I, uh, I hooked up with uh, Larry Overstreet um, um, back in February too. We had uh, uh, the Buckeye Air Fair was going on, which is just a little air show out at, uh, at a Buckeye Airport. So I, I uh, rung up uh, Larry because him and his wife are down here for uh, they 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 um what do you call it? Uh, They're RVing it. Yeah, just uh, what it, boondocking. Yeah, there it is. In in several areas around here and stuff. So I, I called him and asked him if he want to fly over, but he was actually camped closer to Buckeye than I was. <laughs> than I was. Uh, I'd have him have to drive like an hour and 20 minutes out of his way to get to the airport versus the 20 minute drive. It'd make it take him to just go over to the airport. So I flew in and, um, and then met him and we stayed there for the air show and hung out and talked for a while. It was good to see him because he wasn't at uh, Oshkosh uh, last year and sounds like he's not going to make it this year. Wow. Wow. What the heck? I know family <laughs> got other other commitments and stuff yeah well you got six kids and they're all mm-hmm. probably having grandkids and strung out all over the country yeah and the world right Isn't yeah got one in korea well it's and uh ryan uh his son was out here at luke air force base uh oh, on, he was. The, okay. on the f-35 oh he was headed to korea two uh, oshkoshes ago yes and so now he's doing f-35 training Jeez. He's, and he's done and now heading to Alaska. Ah. 
<laughs> well, it's a good time of year, I guess. Yeah, which I believe is where uh, Larry and Mar- Mary Beth are are probably headed to, uh, like during Oshkosh. So that'll be cool. Um, yeah, and Ryan's Ryan's in uh, Fat Amy, so that's cool, man. What a what a plane to to uh, cut your teeth on. Well, not necessarily cut your teeth, but you know, as as choices go, as far as uh, Air Force Air Force jets, you know, not a bad one to be in. Yeah, no, I, he's living the dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anywho, I've got about uh, just uh, about almost 22, 21.8 hours uh, in the Turbo Arrow now. I'm really digging it. Uh, I just need to uh, get my head straight and get in the books, uh, get that instrument training going. Um, I don't want to... Uh, pay a fortune again for insurance um because that wasn't fun no i don't know if i mentioned that last time but like like the uh, our group's insurance rate was like sixteen hundred dollars uh for the for for everybody for the plane which seemed to be a pretty good rate that's phenomenal for a retrack yeah everybody had instrument ratings everybody's got plenty of time blah 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 here comes the new kid with uh, under two uh, just under 200 hours and very little retract time and uh i got to pay um an uh, an additional uh two thousand dollars out of my pocket to because uh, now it's like thirty six hundred dollars so yeah so that wasn't fun the um and the, and the existing insurance company uh, just said no altogether. So we had to go with a whole different company. I'm like, wait a minute. Are you telling me that with no amount of dual, are they willing to accept me? And I guess that was the deal. <laughs> so Yeah, they're, they're underwriting less and less. There have been so many big disasters that a lot of the companies are, are yeah. just... That's, that's the big motivation to get that instrument rating knocked out too is you know I want I, I want our insurance to go back down and me not be the be the uh, the one that's causing it to be I mean although I'm paying the difference anyways it's because of me it's higher so it would only be fair that I'm paying the difference so yeah but it doesn't <laughs> make it hurt any less yeah I know right I mean that's that's two thousand bucks I would have rather have spent on flying <laughs> for sure that's a lot of gas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, um, oh, and, and so one of the other guys, one of the other partners in the plane, Clay, who's the, uh, CF and A and P well, now he's decided he'd like to sell, sell his share. I'm like, well, crap. Um, <laughs> he was like a big draw to be a part of, uh, I mean, it, the plane fit what I wanted to buy anyways, but he was just like icing on the cake, having a, having your own CFI as part of, uh, your, uh, your, your, I keep wanting to say club, but your, your yeah, owners. Like club. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but now he wants to sell his and use that money to go buy a 172 and, and start teaching it at part time and stuff like that. And something more comfortable to get in and out of, uh, for, for him and his wife, I guess. So it's a bummer, uh, really kind of, uh, bummed about that, but, uh, um, he, he's still going to be around and stuff and be help. I'm still going to do my instrument rating with him. So it'll be all good. I mean, why not choose him? He's intimately you know, familiar with the plane. So he's a, a good choice for sure. 
But uh, I think he's already got someone who's uh, ready to buy the plane. And uh, and this guy's got... Are they got lower time? <laughs> 80 hours total. Oh, yes. <laughs> low <laughs> so man, I'm not, no you more. Go. <laughs> so I'm no longer the low man on the totem pole. Um, yeah. Uh, basically a fairly freshly minted uh, pilot with uh, a little bit more time. So, wow. So, yeah, they're they're back to contacting the insurance company to see what it would take to add him to the policy now. So, <sighs> wow. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Um, it's just been, it's just, it's, it's something all the time. I feel like, uh, now that like I'm kind of a part of this. So, um, the other day, the other day, I, uh, uh, we've got, this place down here called Arizona air salvage. And so it's a salvage yard for aircraft and stuff. And they had a, uh, a Piper turbo arrow coming in and we wanted to get its uh, inertial reel seat belts, um, the inertial reels out of the, out of the plane. Cause yeah. our, ours are like sticking, like they won't reel back in all the way on, on the um, pilot side, the passenger side does pretty good, but not great. So we wanted to just replace them both. And so they said they had this turbo arrow coming in. They're like, okay, great. So one of the other partners runs down there to pick it up, and they're like, oh, well, we've decided just we want to sell the whole interior as 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 one thing. And he's like, well, crud, you know. So okay, <laughs> leaves, and then like two weeks later or something, they call him back. They go, okay, well, we've decided we'll we'll sell you the uh, the reels. And he's like, okay, five hundred bucks for these two things. Ugh. Yeah, I think if he bought them new. I know. Yeah. That'd probably be more than that. Just each even. So anyways, but, uh, yeah, it's always something. <laughs> There's a, right. uh, a, a used aircraft place in where I'm based, um, just on the opposite side of the field, uh, Wentworth aircraft. And, uh, if you guys ever need any parts or anything, they've got, uh, a huge row of hangars just filled with pieces of aircraft. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. They have an eBay store and everything, but I can go and get stuff. Uh, okay. What are they called? Wentworth? Wentworth Aircraft. Cool. I have to keep that in mind. I'm going to write that down. I put it in the chat. Perfect. Um, my, uh, my mom comes out tomorrow. And so I'm going to take mom up for a flight on Saturday or Sunday, whichever weather's looking to be to be uh, more favorable. Fly up to uh, Sedona and and get lunch, and and then maybe over to uh, Payson and grab a pie. So that should be that should be awesome. Uh, first nice. time in a small plane for her, so uh, hopefully she's excited as excited as I am. And then after I get back, basically plane goes down for for the annual. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Welcome to, welcome yeah. to aircraft ownership. <laughs> yeah. If you thought inertial real seatbelts were expensive, let's see how this goes. <laughs> well, luckily you've got a, an A and P and yeah, you, know, you can keep some of that under control. Yeah. It sh- shouldn't be too bad. I mean, we, we, but between all those guys, they seem to just be on it when it comes to any little thing that's not looking right to, to, keep everything under control we had a little oil leak that we were searching down and and uh clay bought all all new um all new uh 
um, gaskets for the valve covers and stuff and replaced all those. Well, st- there's still a leak somewhere and we still trying to find it. So I guess they'll probably sort it out sometime during the uh, annual, hopefully. Yeah, they can put a dye into the oil and run it. And uh, then you shine a UV light at it. and It'll show you where it's coming out. Yeah, I just got to clean up the existing oil first, probably. <laughs> oh, that's why the, the dye works really well, because then it uh, you could ignore oh, the yeah. existing oil. That's true. That's true. So, yeah. Um, and then so it, it, it'll probably be down for, uh, um, I don't know, four or five days, hopefully not much more than that. But um, other than that, just um, enjoying spring in Arizona, man. It's awesome. It's I'll trade you. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll pass. I I left my snow shovel in Missouri in January of 1990, and and have not missed it at have all. Not missed it. Never looked no. back. Uh uh-uh. uh Pass. We're we're moving into mud season. Oh, dude, there's. There's like, um, uh, I wanted to say landslides, not landslides or mudslides, but even just, uh, um, flooding and stuff from all the, all the snow and the rain and just all over the place, even, even here up North. So yeah, I hear you. That's, that's going to be, you're, you're above, I mean, do you have, you have snow out in your yard? You do, you said, right? Yeah, we've got, we've got several feet. So, uh, did you just have some new snow recently not terribly i think we got some four or five inches last week um but we had 80 some inches of snow this year and that's uh that's a lot for us unusually more than you normally get huh yeah we usually we average 55 or so no planes with skis on them huh Oh, oh no, we have we have really good plows here. <laughs> so we get an eighteen inch grass runway. <laughs> yeah, we get an eighteen inch we do actually people do use the grass runway with skis. Um but uh we we get eighteen inches of snow and it's done the next day. Like that's awesome. Everything's cleared and ready to go. That's awesome. Breaking action. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> five five five. Yeah, all right. That's important. That is important. Yeah. We, we saw a few flurries this year. <laughs> <laughs> How about you and NorCal, Mark? Uh, you got, you, you, uh, man, the, um, not up by you specifically, but uh, what is it? Uh, I'm trying to think of the ski resort up there. Tahoe. Yeah, Tahoe. <laughs> <laughs> Tahoe's got like a million feet of snow or something. I, I mean. Absolutely. It, it was like 200 plus inches and, and, it's been uh, basically a torrential downpour for the most part. Yeah. Uh, it, it will, we'll have like six days on of rain and then uh, a couple of days where it gives you a little break and then the next wave comes in and it, it literally feels like, and they're calling it an ap- atmospheric river. Yes. Atmospheric river. That's right. It, it literally feels like the, it, the, the weather is coming over the Pacific, picking up the ocean, dropping it right on right. top of us. It's, it's crazy how, the winds come through here and it's just tearing things up and yeah. So I, I haven't been able to do any of my favorite things, flying, shooting, anything. Mm. So, uh, I just work a lot and the weather, <laughs> the weather is crazy. Um, yeah, I, I was, I was going to try to look up what the, uh, what the current, uh, 
total snowfall is up there. And it, it was it was numbers that we haven't seen since like the late seventies. Now I'm sure. I the uh, the funniest picture I saw was a uh, uh, ski lift, right? The cables for the ski lift and the oh, yeah, towers, and, and and the the top of the snow is at the bottom of the cables. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. You wouldn't be able to run. I mean the yeah the uh, the the chairs are stuck in the snow. Like they ain't, they ain't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, whoever thought of having too much snow would be a problem for a ski resort. <laughs> exactly. They, they can't keep, keep. They cannot keep up with it at at altitude. So yeah, having you got to have someone with a helicopter to drop you off up there. <laughs> I think if you jumped out, you would just go down yeah. ten feet and be like, "Oh, that yeah. wasn't a good idea." <laughs> yeah. Oh man, well, I, I got to say that uh, California weather better get better by the time I get out there. Um, <laughs> it was actually in the mountains in in. Uh, the, or I'll, I'll call them the foothills in San Diego. They were actually had several feet of snow up there too. Mm. <clears throat> but I think where you're going, um, you, you'll be all right. It might just be a little bit wet, but yeah, because we'll be what, like 20 minutes out of Santa Cruz, I think. Oh, you're gonna get wet then. <laughs> it will be up in the mountains uh, there a little bit, so. Yeah, the Santa Santa Cruz mountain range was actually uh, was getting quite a bit of snow too, which is not not uncommon, but it's kind of rare. They usually just catch uh, a, a, lo- a lot of rain. This this whole this whole season has been bizarre. Yeah, gotta get you back in the air, man. As soon as the weather gets better. We get like a day, day and a half of clear, clear weather lately, and it's it, uh, then, then like today it was pouring all day today. That was my problem with with uh, trying to keep up on getting the um, currency because it kept like running out the time just trying to get a good day. Yeah, Michelle's been going through her solo endorsement currency. That's <laughs> <laughs> like haven't been able to fly for weeks and. Uh, yeah, she's kind of getting tired. Yeah, I, I ended up the last flight, I think, was one of those like, well, tomorrow looks good. I'm going to go before work <laughs> and sneak it in and um, miss my first meeting and just call it a day. <laughs> that, that's putting your priorities correct. There you go. Yeah, you know. <sighs> I almost did that. I almost was like, well, you know, I can call in while i'm taxiing back over (laughs) (laughs) your bluetooth uh you'll be fine filling up the uh surprisingly actually you know the bluetooth does not i cannot get the uh lightspeed sierras to connect to bluetooth to anything anymore really and i i'm not not convinced that it's just the codec is so old (laughs) (laughs) it just won't connect to anything anymore it's a good good excuse to upgrade to zulu <sighs> yeah, I wish. Uh, I I was amazed when I started um, trying to clean them up, and I was like, "Well, you know, maybe I'll look and see if, like, you know, what things cost now." And they were still selling the Sierras for basically what I paid for them, like, yeah, fourteen crazy. years ago, or whatever well, it was. The one, the one good part though is that Lightspeed usually has a pretty good trading program. 
Not for the Sierras. Two two years ago was two. I can't two trade my years. Zulus in anymore. They the, won't uh, take them. They they took they gave me like five hundred bucks for my uh, Bose X's, and I got I got new uh, Zulus. Zulu. Yeah, if you got the Zulus or the Bose X's, you're 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 okay. I just threw this in chat. I just bought these. Um, they're the um, they're they're by UF UFQ. Oh, and it's, just, nice. it's the Halo style headset. Um, right. Bluetooth ANR, uh, very lightweight um, and cheap. I think I it says on here four nineteen. I think I paid three ninety five or something for them. Um, wow, I know, right? Um, so, so so how does that how how does a cockpit sound? Yeah, it's it it's it's A and R. So you, you hit the button and just kind of pretty much goes away for the most part. It's it's really? pretty darn quiet. It's not as quiet as the uh, as like a Bose with with A and R because uh, you don't have the whole ear muff over top of your ear, right. but right. but substantially quieter than without for sure. When you hit that button and you turn turn it on or off, you know you can totally tell there's a huge difference. So I wanted to buy like a pair of Bose A20s. I didn't want to buy, I didn't want to spend 1100 bucks on them. So I was searching, um, I was searching, uh, for, for used ones from someone who, you know, used them for a season and then got out of flying or whatever. Um, so I, on offer up, there's people selling them all the time, you know, and, and, and putting them up there for like 500 bucks. I was like, okay, I could do 500 bucks for a set of these. Um, and I wanted the Bluetooth kind or whatever. So uh, I did buy a pair from from a guy. Turned out to be a scam. Um, took my 500 bucks. Oh, that uh, sucks. Ouch. Yeah. I, but I paid with uh, Venmo. And uh, Venmo paid me back. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so that was good. I had all kinds of documentation. I literally called and talked to the guy on the phone because I didn't feel like it was legit. But then after talking to him, yeah, he'd convinced me. Sold me, but uh, so I don't know if um, if they were able to pull it back out of his account or whatever. But Venmo did did me solid and and uh, got me my money back. But since then, I bought a pair of Bose X's and a Bose A20s uh, used <laughs> on uh, on offer up. I paid five hundred for the A20s and four hundred for a pair of X's. Wow! And, and both of them have Bluetooth, and both of them work great. So nice. So, okay, so so now that you have all of the above, how do you how do you, how do how do the I rotate? <laughs> no, no, no. no. How, how do these? How do these? How do these? Uh, like oh, these, yeah, the Halo style ones. Yeah. Um, it's these are super light and more comfortable because there's you don't have this thing on your head, right? You know what I mean. You don't have the bar going across your head. There's no clamping on your ears or anything because these just have the little like uh, molded rubber things that fit your inner portion of your ear um and so there's no uh like pressure there that you might have with just those little circular ones that go in your ear canal you know these are these are molded to fit your ear a special way and and they fit real good so i almost bought some clarity alofts which are very similar to these yeah and, mm-hmm. and- I, it same thing. It was like for the price of of you know the Bose X or A twenty yeah. or whatever. I was like, mm, 
Now I'll, I'll get what I know works well, but uh, if these are if these are solid, it'd be a good thing to look at, I guess. Uh, they're so yeah, they're so ch- cheap for four hundred bucks. I mean, uh, you know that, and, and it comes with a whole bunch of different um, size, different sizes for you know everybody's ears are a little bit different. So depending on how big your ear is, you, they got different ones to fit it for you automatically, and and. Um, yeah, other than that, the the little handheld thing for the volume and the and the Bluetooth, it, it feel it you know it, it seems to work and feel just like the Bose ones do. Nice. Um, Bluetooth works just fine. You can throw throw your music through it or whatever, and it automatically cuts out whenever there's a radio call. Jason uh, Jason Miller has the Clarity Aloft. So that's why one of the reasons mm. I almost bought him, just because he swears by him and and. Uh, I've always been concerned just because of GA airplanes are just usually so freaking loud. Yeah. Um, so that's why I just stuck with, I, I had my Bose X. Now I have the, the uh, light speeds and yeah. they the clarity alofts were invented by a guy in my flying club. Get Ooh. out of here. Yeah. Wow. I, I keep trying to get the club Cherokee discount and there is none. Um, <laughs> Come on. That's reasonable. Right, he should have the he should have the end for you guys for that. Jeez, yeah, his daughter's doing it now. He's out of the club and he's kind of aged out of the program. But uh, Mm. um, that was just cool. That's my interesting little add-on. That's a cool little 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 connection you got right there. Yeah, I don't own any Clarity Lofts, but right, that's that's like that Kevin Bacon thing. That six degrees, right? That's (laughs) what that is. That's my that my claim to fame. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, what else? Anything else going on? Um, Mark, we need to get your ass in a plane at some point. Um, I would love to, but. Um, I know okay. it's a lo- so here's the thing. Yeah. The, the, the I, I won't call them a flying club. The flight school that I, that I did my training with, they've picked up a DA-40. Oh, Okay. And I'm thinking they're going to get checked out at NIT because they got rid of the Cirrus. Though actually, the owner of the, the, the SR20 pulled it off the line, and mm-hmm. people weren't respecting it, and they were abusing it, and it was pissing me off and pissing him off. And yeah, um, but they have a DA40. Um, it, it's supposed to have like 140 knot true airspeed, and so I was thinking about checking that out. But my uh, my youngest it lives up in uh, Boise now. So that's only like a two hour flight from here. So I was thinking if I get checked out in that, it's something I can go at least. And it's, it's got a dual G 1000 panel in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those so, are pretty nice. Yeah. I've, I mean, always, I've always liked those diamonds after flying, after flying the perspective. And, and I've got a, a, a when I was flying with cap, we've got a turbo two Oh six. That's got G 1000 in it. So I'm a hundred percent familiar with the panel. So, I'm thinking Perfect. if the weather gets better, go get checked out in it, and I go go play around in it. But what what are they wanting for rental time in it? Yeah. Even know one ninety five wet, one ninety five wet. Okay, yeah. I guess that, yeah, it's probably not too bad. I mean, the school that I was renting the one seventy two from has uh, after after uh, gas prices had went up, and they're still at one hundred and sixty five dollars for a nineteen eighty one one seventy two. Wow. It's about it, what it used what to it be around here. It used to be 135, and our, our gas here in Phoenix is still high. Um, I just got gas today at Costco, and diesel was 385. On the corner down the street from where I live, 
for whatever reason, diesel and unleaded are now the same at $4 and 30 cents a gallon. Oof. I know as it normally forever. I can remember our gas prices very similar when I talked to my mom back in Missouri and they're nearly a buck a gallon less. So ours um, are it's for 100 low lead. It's uh, at crystal, which is notoriously high. It's five fifty five. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's some of the more spendy gas in the in the region. Although right now it happens to not be, it actually happens to be pretty good. So I don't know what happened. New supplier. It, we must have gotten a new load. Yeah, because I'm just looking at four flight and like Flying Cloud is seven bucks a gallon and MSP Ooh. is seven forty. Jesus. Uh, Deer Valley Self Serve is uh, six dollars and nineteen cents a gallon. Um, and so what I did was I bought, I put a thousand dollars onto a prepaid gift card, which brought it down to um, like six. They take off twenty cents a gallon or something. If you basically to make up the difference in the credit card fees, you know. So sure, still, but still six bucks a gallon. Ugh. Yeah, that's what I was paying when I flew uh, over the holidays. You know, six, mm-hmm. six ish, and then I stopped at a couple of Podunk airports for cheap gas. But yeah. then I was in Midway and New Orleans, so yeah, so much <laughs> was, for that. It was not. Uh, I had to take on full load and in New Orleans because I was flying three and a half hours uh, in actual. So I had you know higher reserves and yeah, and all of that kind of stuff and. Uh, yeah, that hurt. <laughs> For sure. It's a 588 at Easton here and then 679 at Martin State. So, yeah, I was when I was practice flight planning for Oshkosh, I'm I'm doing that based on where the cheap gas is in 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 a relative straight line to Oshkosh from Phoenix, you know, <laughs> with slight deviations north or south of my line. Oh yeah. Um, Oh, so, those those deviations can save you some coin. Yeah, yeah. So well, and then and then sometimes, especially as you get closer to Osh, though, you'll find those uh, FBOs that are having you know Oshkosh specials. Right. Yeah, so, more and more of them as you get gotta into Iowa. Be aware of that. <laughs> so speaking of that, before before you got on with this, we were talking about Osh a little bit, and and John's probably not being able to make it, and and and. Uh, and uh, Mark, not either. So, uh, you, you still on, Brad? As oh yeah. You know? As far as I, as far as I know, uh, we're all in. I think cool. uh, Aiden will probably come down for Jambalaya night again, and and maybe a little bit more. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping that Michelle flies in. So, bueno. Yeah. Nice. Um. Yeah. So I plan on I plan on flying in. A buddy of mine from here. Um, is is thinking about coming with me? I already shot a uh, a message out on Facebook and had three or four other people go, "Hey, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in." So I've got, I think I've got plenty of opportunity to have someone in the right seat. And and some of these people are, one of them, uh, one of them might already be a CFI by the time. So he's uh, the one, one of the guys I was talking to is is trying. He's got his commercial and he's working on his CFI now. So nice. That's nice. Um, so that could that could turn out to be a positive either way. And then um, again for for this year, my, uh, my our friends Richard and Cindy who were there two years ago, planning on taking the RV across the country and showing up in Osh for Osh that that week. Um, and uh, again, my wife will fly in. So 
So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I plan on on oh RV like recreational vehicle. Yes, not yeah, vans. not the vans. Yeah, yeah, fifth wheel. <laughs> Had me going for a second. Mm-hmm, right. I totally went there. I just yeah. assumed. And then I was oh, like, wait, no, where are you going to stay? Oh, that RV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fifth will. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I want to, uh, if we're, if we all are able to get there, I want to, uh, take them up and do the arrival with them. So give them that experience. Nice. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Weather depending, of course. I think I scared I scared John enough that he's not even going to come back this year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, what can I say? <laughs> it's a scary flight. <laughs> Could be. Doesn't have to be. Uh, yeah. Nah, it's killing me. But I mean, this will only be the second year. I've missed since 2009. So that's not too bad. Should hopefully be back next year if it works out. Yeah. So, and Owen might, I mean, he said he would go again. Um, he had already bailed out on this year because of the um, family trip we're going to have that week. So but. I was kind of iffy on whether I could come for some of it and just leave him there. But um, given the, given the choice of staying with grandparents with a pool. <laughs> he was choosing that one, mm. um, but it just doesn't look like it's going to, you can swim at the seaplane base. I don't know, right? <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be awful at all. Ugh. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. The, the, the tranquil green waters of uh, Lake Winnebago seaplane base. <laughs> I, I guess if you go on the, on the, Active side of the lake, it might not might might not be as bad, but no, it's the, actually really nice. But yeah. in the lagoon, it's a little a little sketchy. <laughs> yeah. Tra- yeah, tranquil is one way to put it. Stagnant, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well. Anyways, guys, uh, I think that probably just about covers it. Anything else that uh, you want to you want to bring up that's uh, gone on aviation wise that you thought might be a good idea to chit chat about? I uh, I spent an hour on the phone with a guy from ForeFlight today, um, who reached out to ask some questions about uh, uh, just some feedback about the product, and really? that was a really a lot of fun. And I, if I see any of the features that I suggested make it into the into there, I'm going to like come <laughs> down and ask for a free license. There you go. Heck yeah! How that tur- how that come about? Uh, he. I just, the guy just reached out, sent me an email and was like, Hey, would you be willing to talk about this? And okay. I was like, sure. Okay. And, uh, we spent, spent an hour together just, just chatting. Very cool. Yeah. And I didn't fly myself to New York last week and it was a really good thing. I had to go to a conference in New York city and I was <laughs> thinking about flying out there and I was, I was right on the fence. I was like, no, I'm just going to let Delta deal with it. Cause the weather is <laughs> just, it's 900 miles at, you know, Northern ish latitudes. And yeah. Wow. Was that the right decision? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sure. I, yeah. It was like, there were like five days in a row that were completely unflyable. Yeah. The weather is so, you know, who knows what's going on right now with the, the amount of snow or, 
wind or rain that could be coming at any given time. Yeah. It's 28 the other morning and it's 70 today. <laughs> wow. Oh. 70 above. <laughs> Always better to be on the ground wishing you were up there than up there wishing yeah. you were down there. Yeah. yeah. Burned some frequent flyer miles and flew up in the front part of the plane. So that made it a little better. <laughs> all the way up, all the way up front. <laughs> Not all the way up front, but it was a Boeing 717. So it felt like it. Oh uh, yeah. A 717. Yeah. It's awesome. It's they're almost all retired. Yeah. Well, that, that's the uh, twin engines on the back of the, the tail, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So AirTran flew, right? Probably. Yeah. yeah. They built that's, them in 95, I think. And they're going to retire the, them in two years. That's what uh, um, Allegiant had a whole ton of those. You know, that's why I used to fly out to Appleton on. And now they oh, changed yeah. them all out to Airbus A319s, I think. Yeah, they're way better. But you could board from the back and the front at the same time. Not in <laughs> Minneapolis in <No>. March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. I don't. They want. They don't want you uh, trouncing around back down there on the uh, on the uh, not the tarmac, but uh, <laughs> at all anywhere outside that plane, probably. No. Yeah. No. Anyway, that was it. That was my story. Cool. Cool, cool. All right. Well, we have any shout-outs before we head out of here? Um, uh, just a uh, shout-out to, uh, to uh, Larry uh, for um, hanging out with me for the day for the uh, Buckeye Air Fair and just chilling. That was a great time. And, uh, Alan... Um, our, yeah, Alan, um, my uh, our, our CFI, uh, he's actually one of our listeners. Nice. Oh, hey, who's Alan. who's the other one now? <laughs> I know we 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 got it. <laughs> I think we got a couple of them sorted out finally. Uh, my shout out would be to Atlantic Aviation at Midway for for letting me get uh, some free preheat in the plane uh, when we were in Chicago on New Year's Eve. Really, really appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, well, with that, let's go ahead and wrap this up and uh, schedule some flight time for everybody, Mark. Great yeah, idea. Meet you. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, we'll wrap it up. Uh, you can reach all of us, uh, Podcast in the Pattern Podcast, if you have any uh, questions, comments, critiques, or anything like that. Um, definitely send those in. We'd love to hear them. Uh, show notes for this episode and other episodes can be found on our website at inthepatternpodcast.com. And uh, with that, we're going to wrap up episode 86 of the In the Pattern podcast. Remember, um, thank y'all for listening. Remember, make left traffic. You're cleared for the options.